Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. You have to admit, last week was not the same uh, team that we'd seen the first three weeks of the season. A much better performance against LSU. Did get the win, though. Hey, well, great to hear you guys down in the, uh, in the big Dallas area. Hey, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed that little uh, that little uh, <laughs> blurb of uh, the George Strait classic. Uh, I, I couldn't make out the words. We were just talking about Bobby Petrino. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it mentions that, Dan, I do a song uh, a parody every, song week, every a week, parody yeah. week every week. Been doing it for about a decade now. And, uh, yeah, I, I mentioned Bobby P. Bobby, Coach Bobby P's not here with me. He's on the opposite side of the field. Exactly. Uh, Arlington exactly. in the morning, never fear, never yield. <laughs> oh, I love it. Hey, that's great. You know, and I was just thinking to myself, I mean, part of the fun of being a Razorback fan is you get to be on an annual, well, at least this year, kind of a schmuck tour. You know, we had it last week with Brian Kelly. Nobody likes Brian Kelly up here. You know, know, it is what it is, and now it won't take long. People in Louisiana will probably figure that out pretty quick. But, you know, now, this week, we get to see uh, Bobby Petrino and still to come, Lane Kiffin and uh, (laughs) and Dave So. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Smuck you talk That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the one thing, and 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 I, I, I always say this, guys. I always say this. And Baz, what you just said is, is everything. Why the hell didn't we see that team three weeks ago? Why yes. didn't we? Yep. Why did we not yep. see the body lean? The, the you know the more you know uh, violent. Uh, play at the line of scrimmage and all those different. Yep. How come we yep. didn't see? And, yep. and 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 you know, on one hand, you want to you know you want to say to the coaches, "What are you doing? What what hey, what you think is working or what you think you want to go with? Well, it's not working because we haven't seen. But I hate to say, better late than never. Well, we're going to need it come tomorrow because. And I, I know you guys are talking about the fact that uh, Weg, you know, Wegman is out there, the starting quarterback, but I, I guess yep. Max Johnson is going to be in. He started a bunch of games in the SEC. So, right. hey, look, and, and we can say what we want about Petrino, but wherever he has been, he has scared the hell out of people with his offense. I, what was he mm-hmm. at Southeast, you know? Uh, uh, Southeast Missouri State, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he came in, and and it was it was amazing what he was able to do with uh, you know that collection of uh, you know cast off. I mean, call it what it is. You know that wasn't you know the uh, the blue chip recruiting list, and yet he's uh, he, he is one terrific coach when you when you let him run an offense. And so we better if we thought last week was a great effort, well. It wasn't enough, obviously, and so we got to find a way to crank it up even more. You know, I was reading today, we're going to have Landon Jackson. As you know, Landon Jackson is, is our NIL call that we get uh, every uh, Friday. We get him after you and Mark May. And uh, he said in the paper, he said in the, in the press conference yesterday, he said, you know, the first half we really played well defensively against LSU. And then he made the point they started picking up a little tempo uh, and it may have, you know, may have, you know, uh, hurt them a little bit. So they've got to be prepared for that. Uh, played played well in the first half. In the second half, Dan, you know, you saw some problems in the secondary. 
that we need to make sure be shored up by tomorrow uh, where you have you know receivers running you know uncovered and, and those kind of things you just can't give up think about this the last the minute and 30 seconds we gave up two 50 yard touchdowns you know 18 seconds before the half and then the first minute of the second half and you just can't give up those big chunk uh, explosive touchdown plays obviously look at what you know the, the point differential at the end of the game was three points so a 14 i mean you essentially you're throwing a lot of hard work away when you bust out and and give up those kind of plays i i understand that clark will be back and that that's a good thing when he went out obviously it, it became a little bit of a helter skelter all that being said and, and you know and I know, hey, the more pressure, the better, the more you can cover for the yep. secondary. Yep. That is got a bunch of, you know, hey, they get nicked up. They, they, you know, they, if they're not in, it's, you know, you can't, you can't have complete trust in, you know, everyone knowing and, and uh, the defense and all the permutations of it. Because when they, hey, they, they run somebody in motion against, a, a, you know, a cover three, Everybody's got to know. Hey, everything changes, and you got to know what your assignment is. And and you got you know Brian Kelly is not without certain gifts. I mean, obviously he's he's been very effective as a as a head coach at times. And part of that is that you know they they realize they could capitalize on some of the in you know the, the the guys missing in the secondary and the backups not knowing exactly what to do. We better because you know Petrino he's been salivating all all week he can't wait for this and nothing would make him happier than to kind of feed it to Razorback Nation so I, I, again yeah. this is not a uh, an ideal situation but hopefully we can get you know stabilized in the secondary and, and you know the the defensive front which has been better you know the first month of the season they have been a much bigger factor in the you know, the defensive performance. And at at some point, you know, we're expecting Landon and the rest of these guys to take another step and and start asserting their will. You know, and by the way, uh, this is kind of like a segue. Last week, I took the Tennessee Titans against Cleveland. And the Cleveland Browns have a defensive player named Miles Garrett, who is an ex-NM player, who was – Yep. Pretty darn good in college, but I got to tell you, he has he's cranked his game up about four or five clicks this year, and they are the number one defense in the NFL right now. They're allowing about eleven points a game, which is incredible when you think in Miami scoring forty four a game. So, <clears throat> at the end of the day, uh, you know, defensive linemen they have to be more than just you know a constant. They have to be at a premium and. Landon Jackson, there's no reason why he should dominate with his size ability. I, I like watching him. We just got to try to, you know, get him to understand that, you know, he's got to max out effort every chance he gets on the football field. We're visiting with Dan Hampton. Brought you at uh, brought to you by Metro Towing and Central Arkansas or Central Termite and Pest Control. We appreciate both those companies sponsoring Big Amen. Dan. By the way, we are yeah. Go ahead, Dan. No, I said amen. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, amen. Uh, by the way, too, if you just joined us, we're at Boomer Jacks, um, which is about a half a mile, mile from uh, AT&T uh, Cowboy Stadium. We'll be here from 6 a.m. 
all the way till 7. So Randy will close us out at 7 o'clock. So if you get to town, come on by Boomer Jacks. Great place, a great place to hang out. And then we'll do our pregame at 7 a.m. tomorrow at the stadium. Uh, and then the postgame will be back here at Boomer Jacks. Yep. I did want to say something, Dan, I brought up to Roger yesterday. You know, last year we were a top 10 rushing offense. I think we were number seven, average 300 yards a game. And it, and it hit me today. I may have seen a stat somewhere that, that made me realize it. We have not had a 100-yard rusher in the first four games of this year, which is shocking. You know, we had I think we had 11 last year. 11 running backs had 100-yard games. And so, you know, that's obviously that that's a sign of why we've struggled at times, our inability to run the ball. And we, we saw a little bit better success last week with um, – with uh, Dominion, he ran the ball hard. It looks like uh, Rocket may be uh, back this year, but pretty amazing. A team that's you know hung his hat on being a running team really struggle, continue to struggle this year with that 100 yard rusher. Well, two things. Number one, we know the offensive line has have been woefully underperforming, and and, and that's you know so much of of what happened. We watched last night the Detroit Lions went into Lambeau and and controlled the Green Bay Packers primarily because of their offensive line. They did what they wanted to do and controlled the ball, which controls the clock. All that being said, you know, it, it, it's kind of like exactly what's happening here in Chicago. The Bears led the NFL in rushing last year, a lot of it due to their quarterback, Justin Fields, being incapable of, you know, deciphering what <laughs> has to happen as far as throwing the ball. So he runs. Well, he ran for 1,130 yards or something crazy. All that being said, that is a that is a great plateau to work from, and you can do play action. You can do bootlegs. You can you can do all kinds of stuff if you can establish the run. And the and the hidden hand is it wears defenses down. Trust me, those safeties don't want to have to make thirty tackles a game. Those linebackers don't want to have to fight through the three hundred pound guard block play after play. So why aren't we not well, Danny? You know. It's almost like when Rocket got mixed up. It's almost like, well, we know we can do that. Let's show everybody what we, you know, what we've really been working on, it. and that's the passing game. And then now you're in third, third seven, and you, you don't convert. And you got a punt, and then you, it's almost like it's it, 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 you can't see the forest for the trees. The Razorback offense forever. So it's one never going to get a Caleb Williams or some quarterback like that. Forever in a day has to be based on being physical and running the ball. That's what you know. That was kind of like the calling card last year, and unfortunately, you know, obviously the defense could not keep us in some games. But but that has to be a staple. And for Danny Hinos to let that get away and not capitalize on what he does have, like you said, Benjamin was he's more than capable. You know, it's it's hard work to run the ball, and and, and I remember, and you probably remember, I was used to talk about you know throwing the ball, three things happen, two are bad, yada yada yada. But, but <laughs> yes. a lot of teams, hey, you get a great look at the University of Colorado with the you know they got a great quarterback and a receiver, and they want to throw it fifty times a game. That's what you, they don't have many options. It's easy to thought. All you got to do is get somebody that, you know, run around and you on him. He catches it. Wow, that's easy. It's a 30-yard game. How many, you know, four-yard runs does it take to go 30 yards? And the last, you know, everybody wants to make a cheap, easy way out. Whereas 
it looks to me like our Razorback offense that not paid the price to be dominant in the run game, and now we're starting to see that, and it, it's haunting us. We need tomorrow. we got to run the ball, keep the ball away from and after. I'm telling you, even though it's a back-and quarterback, Bobby Petrino will have him ready. Uh, it had to make you uh, uh, your head explode, uh, Dan, uh, watching with the struggles of uh, of movement penalties uh, with our team the last two weeks. We twenty five penalties in two weeks. Eleven it's last ridic- week. Is, <laughs> th- thoughts on that? It's ridiculous, guys. Come on, you know it's a combination of preparation and concentration. Okay, how how how, how smart do you have to be? How willing do you have to be, you know, the, the preparation and, you know, they're playing music and practice now so they can simulate the style of countdown, all that. It's, it's, it's a combination of lack of concentration and a lack of, of I think, a certain uh, courage. you got to, you know, to sit in there. You can't be trying to jump the count and get in the edge and all that. you got to have the courage and be prepared to do your job and, for whatever reason, all those pre-snap penalties, you know, it goes back, and, you, and I hate to say it, hang it on the coordinator, Danny. You know, he, he, for whatever reason, you if we are grading right now after what are we two or two in, in four weeks and a third of the season, if we were doing a report card right now, I'd give this a, a B. I'd give, uh, what, the guy Williams, the defensive coordinator, I'd give him a B-minus because we're a lot better. We're not great yet, but we're, we're a hell of a lot better. Then I'd give Danny Enos a C-minus or a D-plus because this offense is supposed to be the Kuds. And you know, and I know that KJ, for whatever reason, hasn't been that, that rock of consistency that he has to be. Look, if he wants to play at the next level, it's got to get a lot better and it's got to get uh, it has to get better in a, in a, in a hurry because Right now, he, there's there's nothing special about this offense, you know. And and I told you before, Rocket got hurt. It looked to me like it was way too heavy and too, you know, like a running like a robot. Like he was, yeah. He, yeah. They hadn't they hadn't run enough. And you know, and I know that there's no substitute for running. And, and a lot of times, everybody, oh well, you know, we'll train on the bicycle and we can do aerobics. And no, 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 you better. You gotta run to be, you know, able to move and, and, and function on the football field. And to me, it, it looks like they just have not. They weren't prepared, and now they're trying to patch holes in their losing side of the big picture. Which is, this offense needs to pound the hell out of the running game. And KJ with the RPOs and the play action, we can get back in in a, in a position where we can control football games. Right now. We're being shook around. We're, you know, we're the tail being wagged by the dog. Uh, before we let you go, we gotta we gotta get your picks. Roger, uh, Roger, get some of his insight with his picks yep. from what you say, Dan. So, what are we? What are your favorites this weekend? Okay, uh, and again, I, I made a big mistake last week. I, I, I kind of was counting on a sleeping uh, a, a dog in, in Cleveland, and I told yep. you that Deshaun Watson was great. 30th in the league. Well, he had his greatest game at the Cleveland Brown. Thank you very much. Right when I think against him, he was 28 of 32 
for you know 288 yards and two touchdowns, and the Cleveland defense just smothered Tennessee. Tennessee's in trouble, folks. I'm telling you. Yeah. I like to. Well, we're still ahead like of the game. Of- we're still ahead, Dan. We still got some money in the bank because of uh, <laughs> the other picks. Okay. All right. Well, this week, the three games I really like is the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that's going to get better and better and better with their offense with Pickett and Pickens. The, uh, they got to go on to play Houston. Houston went to Jacksonville and beat the, the Jaguars. Nobody gave them a chance. They've they've celebrated all week. Pittsburgh's going to come in and put the wood on them. The Kansas City Chiefs embarrassed the Chicago Bears last week. It, the, the embarrassment tour continues. Now, guess what? They've got to play the Jets. And the Jets, when, you, when Joe Willie, Joe Willie's 75, 80 years old, whatever he is, one of the greats of all time, Tells you, tells the media, you need to find a quarterback. You know, guess what? You need to find a quarterback. Well, they didn't, and they got to play with Zach Wilson. So look for the Kansas City Chiefs just to dominate in the Big Apple. And another one just to throw out: Jacksonville. They were they were embarrassed last week, guys. Jacksonville was a playoff team last year. They were picked to win the AFC South, and guess what? A rookie quarterback came in there, and they put it on the Jaguars. So the Jaguars will bounce back. Those three I like. You know, Dan, I was fortunate to be able to go uh, with some friends to see the Chiefs uh, destroy your Bears. The only thing that, uh, uh, if there's any saving grace there, is that it became the center of the universe because of Taylor (laughs) Swift, and maybe people didn't see the score. (laughs) And, that, and, and you know what? That was so tragic how they had to play up that side of it because the Bears were so pathetic. <laughs> you know, if it was a good football game, it would not have been that big a deal. And trust me, I am no Swifty, I guess is what everybody calls her supporters. Right, I'm not right, a Swifty. Yes. But, but at, at, at the end of the day, we got what we deserved. And a lot of times it's worse <laughs> than what you deserve. Well, what we, yeah. you know, what we brought to Kansas City, it was an embarrassment. And, hey, yeah. the Bears are going to find a way to, to, to crawl out of the wreckage. I mean, like I, I said on television, hey, there ain't no cavalry. Nobody's coming to rescue you. You've got to do yeah. it yourself. And in a way, you can say that about the Razorbacks. We, we kind of got ourselves in this, this this little hole. We're two and two. we got a tough schedule coming, and it ain't going to get easier. You've got to find a way to crawl out of it and, and make it happen. And, and to me, you know, again, we got to go to uh, Ole Miss next week and then at Alabama. I mean, there's nothing easy about it. <laughs> but, but but at the end of the day, and Baz, you know this, a lot of times you close ranks and you say, if we do this, then we can yeah. do that. And if we can do that, yeah. we can do this. And it, you build on it. We we got to have you know, we got to have extreme confidence. You know, no pre-snap penalties. That was, what, nine of them last week? It was ridiculous. All those things, they are correctable. But at the end of the day, you know, it's about being prepared. And let's hope that, you know, Danny Enos has a lot better week of preparation because last week it was it was poor. I do want to thank Metro Towing and Central Termite and Pest Control for sponsoring Dan. You know, we got uh, we got your old teammate coming in Saturday. I'm going to ask him about you. What, what do you I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, Monday at the Touchdown Club, Jim McMahon. Uh, do you think he'll tell a story? Any stories about you? No, I'm sure. Here's one of my favorites. You know, when we're 
at the Super Bowl, he said he shot his mouth off and said some stuff. Uh, <laughs> he said he didn't do it, but anyway, it was on the news that he had, you know, demeaned the women of New Orleans, called them yes. certain names, blah blah blah. Well, he was getting death threats, right? Right. And so during the week of practice, we're standing next to him, and Dick came up to me and. And, and Mongo, we're sitting over there talking, and he said, hey, Cam, Mongo, he said, what are you doing standing next to McMahon? You know, he's, he's got death threats. <laughs> you know, somebody might shoot him. I said, well, he McMahon ain't scared. He goes, what do you mean he ain't scared? I said, well, Mongo and I have threatened to kill him five times already this year. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Mongo. Very nice. That's incredible. Right, you know, and, and we're going to tweet out, uh, make no mistake, Nobody on this show thought you were a Swifty, Dan. Not a chance. Not a chance. Hey, God, say the 